Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers. Download the podcast. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. What's up, baby? What's up? What's up? We have to pretend not to have said good morning already three times. Well, every hour, top of the hour, different listener. Top of the hour to you. That same guy at six is probably, you know, doing some stuff. That's right. No, no. All of our listeners listen for four straight hours. Yes, that's that what is the research true. says. That's what the rate. That's why the yes. ratings are through the roof. Ed Orgeron in ten minutes talking to us on the Goodyear Hotline. But guys, Thursday night football. Talk about two teams. In is it a must win for Dallas? Not exactly. Is it must win for Saints? Not exactly. It is a pretty damn good idea to win game for both teams. You know, when you say talking about two teams, you usually say talking about two teams going in different directions. They're both going in the same direction. Same direction. <laughs> they want to, someone needs to change directions. You know what that means? Tie. <laughs> that game's going to end in a tie. Thursday night football. Listen, you see crazy things on short week. And I know Cowboys technically aren't playing on a short week because they played Thursday. This is their third game in 11 days. Keys, mm. th- three games in 11 days. No offensive staff, basically, right? We saw what happened to the Saints. No offensive line staff. Well, right. head coach, the head coach, the offensive line coach, the assistant offensive line coach are the, the, the three most important guys on the list that's missing. Same thing happened to the Saints against the Panthers early in the Not year. Good. They, got, they got, you know, Take run it out to the, the building. Yep. So, it, 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 on the other hand, they are getting, it looks like, right, Demarcus Lawrence back. Yep. And they could get Amari Cooper back. And C.D. Lamb. And C.D. Lamb. And And Jerry Jones said that he expects Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke, to get a lot of carries, to carry a huge load, which is uh, interesting considering he's a little bit, you know, injured. Game planning, the owner's game planning. Jerry Jones. Coach 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 Jerry Jerry Jones. Jones. Sorry. He likes to be called coach. Yes. Yeah. Coach Jerry. Coach. Coach Jerry. We refer to Jerry as coach. Key continues to say Uh that something doesn't smell right with Sean Payton. (laughs) And you think, Key... He could leave at the end of the season. Sean Payton still has a house in Dallas, oh, and no. the Cowboys are always big-name hunting, although Jerry Jones needs to be the star of the show. Should the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy if they don't reach the Super Bowl and Sean Payton becomes available? Could Payton be coaching against his future team Thursday? Would Key make that move? Wait, Key, Sean Payton has a house in, in Dallas? Ooh. Yeah. yeah Sean, Sean likes Dallas. Um, <laughs> oh. Put some yeast on it. Bake it up. <laughs> Extra yeast. I know, really just germ it all the way up. Yeah. I, I would say this. It's not if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, because they may not win the Super Bowl. Right. It's called falling flat on your face. So you get everybody back. You mentioned CD. We mentioned Amari. We got Zeke. We got... Demarcus Lawrence coming back. We we got pieces in place to make a strong run at this thing. We should win our division. And I'm saying we, as I am Jerry Jones. We should win the division. Oh, 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 this year? You better yeah. win your division. <laughs> we should. You better, better win, our win, div- you better win division. your division. So if we win, we get one playoff game at home. Yeah. If we lose that playoff game at home, and Sean, for some reason, becomes available, the reason that I – no one's told me anything, and I don't – yeah, I know Sean, and I could put him on speed dial and all that. He, he hasn't told me, oh, I want to leave. None of that. I'm, I just know when you look at it, sometimes it runs its course. It runs its course. 
And he's been there, I think he's the second longest tenure coach outside of Bill Belichick with one franchise. Hadn't been to the Super Bowl since the first time they went to the Super Bowl. That was large. Gosh, that was Hurricane Katrina years. I don't, that was so long ago. Yeah, we're going. It's it's getting close to fifteen years, right? Yeah, so thirteen years. So now. when you start to look at that, you say to yourself, "There's no Drew Brees. The top dog and Michael Thomas at the receiver spot didn't play for you this year. Missed most of last year. Alva Kamara has been in and out of the lineup. Your defense is okay. At some point, do you look at Tampa Bay's getting better and stronger, and Tom Brady is getting younger?" The Rams are okay. They're hovering. They, they, whatever. Arizona's better than they were a year ago or two years ago. Excuse me. Saints Super Bowl is 2010. It's 11 years. 11 yeah, years. Yeah. Green Bay is strong. So you start looking at the conference and saying to yourself, do I have enough to compete with them? Or do I want to do something different? Because now I'm here and I'm bored at doing this. Every single year, we either get knocked out of the playoffs, but we don't make the playoffs. You know, and, and so at or some point. Or you don't point, wind up with Russell Wilson, and you don't think Jameis is quite an elite type answer. of guy, and you want to set the, the, the kind of sunset of your career up and with a franchise be, quarterback. And there may be some opportunities out there that sets me up where I need to be. The Dallas Cowboys gets me over the hump. The New York Giants got a few picks in place, maybe I need to insert a quarterback and maybe there's an availability for a few quarterbacks using those picks. They do have some pieces in place that was put there. I can now get full control like I got in New Orleans, in New York. I really necessarily can't get it in Dallas, but I got a great relationship with the owner, so we could kind of be on the same page, even though I was there with Bill Parcells, and I know he's a meddler, but I may be able to take care of that. I like being in Dallas. All those sort of pieces you put together, even though he's under contract and he's got a pretty nice deal. Guys, even if the Dallas Cowboys, for some reason, win the Super Bowl, if Sean Payton's available, I'm still going to go get him. Oh, yeah, I can't do that. If I win the Super Bowl, why would I need to go get him? I'm still going because I want to win 10 more Super Bowls. Dallas Cowboys yeah. will never win the Super Bowl. See, this is the real crux. Now the giant comes out. No, this is the crux of the <laughs> argument, Jay. You identified it. The, the point, the reason they're not winning is because they can only ever get the best name brand coach that they can find or else Jerry's little find, right, who's not going to demand control, who's not going to get a ton of credit if they win, and that's keeping them back, right? So that's why we're having this conversation, really, right? Remember when they hired Mike McCarthy? I, I was on first take at the time. First thing I said was, this is a typical Jerry Jones hire. McCarthy, no one's banging down his door. He just lost his last job, but he's a name brand guy. He has some gravitas. You know, he's won a Super Bowl. That's the biggest name they could get that Jerry could push around. Kind of came in licking his wounds a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You see, you're not pushing him around. I think he's doing a no, good job. But it's more so like he, like, the timing of catching him, right? Like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to put my name back on the map. You're doing me a favor. I can A guy that will acquiesce to a degree. A, a guy who it's okay for you to go on a, 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 media, a radio show and make your His appearance and say show. right and say make your appearance and say we're Zeke's going to have a much heavier workload. Hold up. Hey Jerry, it's what are we talking about? It's Monday. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Why? it's it's the Why, game's Jerry? on Thursday and you ain't coaching. How you know, you don't first of all but you Jerry's shouldn't know always, whether that's good. But Jerry's always been that way. The only time I 
didn't see Jerry that way is really with Bill Parcells. Kind of, I think Bill said, you know what, if I take this job, your ass better not be nowhere around to be seen. That was the only real time that I saw Jerry in the background. The moment that Jerry started getting back involved, Bill said, I'm going to retire And that was the last time they had a coach like that. That's my point. But by the way, Max, this is who Jerry's been his whole life, right? Reading articles about him, people were saying at nine years old he had to gift the gab. You're talking about a guy that almost bought the Chargers in 1967 from a loan from Jimmy Hoffa. Like, this this is who Jerry is? I don't know about that. I know about that. It's on 60 Minutes. You can <laughs> No, no, I said, I'm oh. saying, I don't know about that. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, you don't that. want to talk about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget about Jimmy sorry, Hoffman. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, yeah but, I don't want to. But, I'm, I'm, but, Jay, I hear what you're saying. to sell, right? I hear like, what that's you're what saying. So made the, his money. This is the great, this is like a great philosophical question in sports right now for Jerry because no one lives forever, and Jerry is old, let's be honest. And he's older. before, but while he is, a, he wants to live to see the Cowboys win another Super Bowl, and he wants to play with his shiny toy, which is the Dallas Cowboys. And the question becomes: At what point? Because he wants every, he wants it all. At what point does he say, "I can't have it all. I'm not going to go to my grave without and and, and understand he has to Jeez. give up playing with the toy in order to win the Super Bowl? What's more important to him? I, I think they just hit a. St- a roadblock right now. Like they just hit something. Um, they got a good team. Mm-hmm. Usually do. And, you know, they play, they run up against Kansas City shorthanded. The Raiders shorthanded. Denver caught them sleepwalking. <laughs> uh, it's always an excuse with these dudes. <laughs> Thursday will say a lot about where their season's going to be because you're going into New Orleans, and New Orleans is not at full strength on the coaching staff or player wise. And if you go down there and your performance is less than, now you really become worried about what the Cowboys are. Meantime, the Saints, with a win, they're in the playoffs. Right now, they aren't, they're not in the playoffs. With a win, they, if the end season ended today, they're not in the playoffs. With a win on Thursday, if the season ended, they would be. Uh, there's like a lot at stake here for both teams. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of coaches who have won a championship in Louisiana. And the clock has run out. LSU is the college football national champion over the Clemson Tigers. And I told you what them Tigers was going to do, and you did not want to listen. 15-0. This team is going to be mentioned as one of the greatest teams in college football history. Go Tigers! Ed Orgeron, former LSU head coach. Good morning, Coach O. KJ Max, what's up, man? How you guys doing? What's up, Coach O? Oh, all good, man. Everything's good. Good to hear your voice. What's happening, Eddie O? How you doing? How you holding in there? Doing good, man. I'm sitting here at the beach down here in Destin, just enjoying my first couple of days off here. So you <laughs> did you get a did you get a triple cheeseburger, a double cheeseburger? Which one? I got me a triple cheeseburger yesterday, man. The water burger. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, hey, uh, some good this, eating. This money in college coaching is getting uh, – it's going next level, isn't it? I mean, uh, what's your overall well, assessment of just watching how everything is unfolded? Yeah, I think that uh, – first of all, I think that Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly are two great hires at two great uh, universities. The money is outrageous, but uh, good for them that they get it. And Coach O, when you look at it and you built a program, 
at LSU and, and you left some players in place there. What type of job does Brian Kelly inherit from you to get things turned around to head back in that direction of championship caliber? Yeah. You know, you know, Key, I don't think it's that far off. I think that uh, he's going to have to look at his roster. Uh, there, there's some deficits. Uh, we lost a lot of offensive linemen. I think that he's got to replenish his roster either through recruiting or the transfer portal. But there's some skilled players like Keshawn Boutin. It's great players coming back. He's not that far off. Mm. Um, you got to coach it at USC. Uh who made a big hire this week? And by the way, you were doing well at USC. Uh, in and 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 they hire Lincoln Riley. What do you think about the hire specifically? I know you touched on it before, but what do you think about it? Yeah, get a little more in depth. I think you know I've been against Lincoln. I think he's run a great program. I think that he is going to do a tremendous job as long as he gets a fantastic defensive coordinator. And as Key can tell you, you guys can tell you, he has to find some guys that know how to recruit Southern California. Just like when Pete Carroll came over, we dominated Southern California. And it looks like, and just like when Pete took over uh, Oregon, it looks like he's doing, Mario's doing a great job of recruiting Southern California right now. Uh, for me, for us, uh, Pete Carroll and, uh, and myself and Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, we had to dominate California, and we did, and we won championships that way. Coach, how, how are the challenges different at USC compared to LSU? You know, I think they're very similar. I think LSU is at a much tougher conference. Uh, you got Alabama. You got Nick Saban there. You got to keep them out of your backyard, and you you got to you got to play in the SEC West. You got Auburn. You got Alabama, and then when you when, if you do win the SEC West, you got to go to the championship and got to beat Georgia or Florida. So I think it's a lot tougher conference. Uh, team in, team out. I think that uh, USC you can regain. Dominance faster because of Southern California and the way you can recruit Southern California. Ed Orgeron, former LSU head coach, national championship 2019 head coach, joined us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Coach O, Brian Kelly takes over a program, clearly, and there's some assistant coaches that are, were left behind on your staff. How important is it for him to try and retain? a couple of those guys, in particular the secondary coach, who is probably one or two in the country as far as defensive back coaches and recruiters go. How important is it for him to be able to try and maintain some of that? I think it's very important. I think Corey and, and Kevin, uh, if he keeps both of those guys, are two excellent coaches. Uh, they both played at LSU. they great Tigers. Uh, people around the state and, and around the country respect both of them. Anytime that you walk in the home with Corey Raymond or Kevin Falk, uh, the parents immediately accept you. The recruits love them. So I think it's very important for him to continue the continuity. As you know, Key, you got to recruit the state of Louisiana. That's where most of your great players are going to come for, come from, and those two, two guys will help him dominate the state of Louisiana. Other than sitting on the beach – and enjoying your triple cheeseburgers, <laughs> what's next for you in your coaching career? Are you going to sit tight, or are you just waiting to see how this thing unfolds? Yeah, I'm just waiting to see how it unfolds. I'm not going to make a decision. Uh, I plan on taking a year off, unless something comes my way that I can't refuse, and then I'm going to see where I fit after a year. You know, uh, But right now I want to take a year off uh, 
LSU Scott Wilbur was very good for me in my settlement. Uh, so I have I have time to think things out, and I feel comfortable what I'm doing right now. Mm, yeah, well, of course, yeah. I mean, you buy triple cheeseburgers, of course. Of course, the settlement was pretty decent. <laughs> I would <man>. say. <laughs> hey, I'm not living in Calabasas like you, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, you, <laughs> you hey, you'll be you'll be all right wherever you live, and you'll be just fine. So, coach. <laughs> Coach, we got a, a heavyweight championship fight coming up in the SEC championship game, Georgia and Alabama. Bama, yeah. the underdog, for the first time since yeah. 2015. How do you see the game? Well, uh, I haven't played Alabama for year in, year out. Save is hard to beat. But I do think that uh, Kirby has the team because he has a great defensive line. That defensive line is, is unblockable. I think he has a great defense. I think it's going to be a war. If I had to say the edge, I'd give the edge to Georgia, just a slight edge. But it's hard to count Nick Saban out. He's a champion. He's a winner. Thank you, Coach O. Appreciate you jumping on with us this morning. Always great to hear from you. Enjoy that sun, Coach O. All right, guys. Hey, right, great Coach to talk o. to you guys. Talk right, to you all later. Uh-huh. Ed Orgeron. I could just listen. I could listen to Ed Orgeron talk about anything. It's like a- cheeseburger, sun, yeah. football. Yeah. He got a triple cheeseburger, not a double. <laughs> Yeah. What a burger! What a burger! Man. What a chain! What you? I mean, I like what a burger if they're a sponsor. There's no question yeah, about yes. it. Wait, in and but out if they're not a sponsor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what are you an in and out? Come guy? on, what, Mark. What, what's your, what's fat your burger? burger? Fat burger. Yeah, yeah burger. fat burger. Yeah, yeah. If, right. if if I go, I'm going fat burger. The thing about L.A. by the way, on we the got low, a lot of burger joints. Got a lot yeah. of real good yeah. burger we got joints. Got burger joints for real. Real good, like they're they're not really fast food no, burgers. No, they're not fast food. They're burgers. a cut above fast food. We they're might medium give you food. Some, we might give you some arugula salad <laughs> with your When's burger on top. When's the last time you had a red <laughs> cheeseburger? Are you having turkey burgers? No, no, I had I eat beef. Okay. I had a I had a I had a uh, when I was at home. I had a burger. That's yeah. why I said I had uh, smoked bacon on mine. I had. Oof. Blue sounds cheese, so jalapeno cheese. Oh, that sounds so good. Arugula salad oh, instead of red right red lettuce. First of all, we've been so long. We sit in these seats at five bun. fifteen a.m. A, bri- a brioche bun, yeah. all that. Yeah, we've no. been here since. We, we, I mean, like we've been here for almost like a half hour, hour before and, the show and starts. The, and the, if I remember correctly, the meat had three types in it. It had like tri tip, and yeah. then this beef, and it was all put yeah. together. Yeah, it was yeah. right. That sounds so good. All oh, right. See, Je- but we're we're all like it was key, so right. Be- the paper that they wrapped around split because it was just. Key's like a gourmet chef, and Jay and I have very small, and so does Key. Like very small breakfast. We try and be like healthy yeah. in the morning. So this time of day, I'm ready to eat my own hand. And Key starts talking about cheeseburger. Get you a burger with some smoked gouda on it. Mm. Oh, oh no, jeez. So guys, um, so good. Brian Kelly <laughs> is uh, leaving Notre Dame for LSU. And on top of that, Lincoln Riley is leaving Oklahoma for USC. Someone's going to have to take those jobs. It seems like the coaching carousel in college football, which now seems to include $100 million price tags for the coaches, is like uh, the new normal. And we're going to get thoughts from a Notre Dame Heisman winner. That's next on Keyshawn J. Willimax on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. A shocking move in college football as LSU is set to hire Notre Dame's Brian Kelly as the school's next head coach. Fuck LSU, your school. Well, simply put, Brian Kelly's won everywhere he's been, and I think the one thing he doesn't have is the national champion. My first reaction wasn't surprised. I can understand what is appealing about this to Brian Kelly. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Uh. Tim Brown. Former Notre Dame wide receiver, Heisman Trophy winner, joins us now. Hey, Tim, thanks for jumping on. Hey, no problem, guys. What's up, Tim, man? Uh, how you doing, Tim? You doing good? Could he hear us? Yeah, everyone hey, has I'm to say hello. Hey, I'm doing good, Key. How are you, brother? Good, man. Real good. Everyone has to say hello. We can't just one of us say hello. We all have no, to. No, yeah, we all, yeah. Well, I have a personal relationship, man, so I want to say hi to him. I don't know. Are you icing three? Hey, you icing, you icing keys you know, for some reason, we, Tim? What's he owe you money? We played in the National Football League together, so. How, you know. uh, Tampa? No, we didn't play on the same team. We played at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say. That same time, say, had yeah. To be the end of one we might, I think we might have been in the Pro Bowl together. I don't remember. Huh. I think we might have went to a Pro Bowl together. Tim, how surprised were you to hear that Brian Kelly was leaving Notre Dame? Oh, I was I was shocked, man. I really I really was. You know, I've been up uh, to four or five games this year, and uh, you know, I had a chance to talk to him several times. My son Timmy Junior is uh, at Holy Cross at Notre Dame across the street, but he's working for the ND football program, and uh, you know, so I'm getting daily updates of what's happening, man, and. Uh, so what happened on Monday was not on anybody's radar for sure, and uh, you know uh, it, it was it was a little bit surprising, but at the same time, you know it's college football, man, and these guys are always looking for a better opportunity, and and uh, he took that shot. Well, Tim, why do you think he would leave though, right before the opportunity to maybe get into the college football playoffs, rather than wait to do it? Because he's almost now has put Notre Dame in a bad position. What if they do make it? 
Yeah, it's a it's a tough tough deal, man. For for Indeed, you know, we got a lot of recruits around there that are obviously uh, they're up in the air at this particular point about what's going to happen with the with the um, you know with the situation with the coaching situation. So um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I had I've had a good relationship with, with Brian over the last twelve years, man. I'm trying to remain that way, but I am a little ticked that uh, he left the university in, in a in a bad spot when it comes to you know you could have waited a couple of weeks. So I know LSU wanted to get this thing done, so I, I get that, man. You know, it's a lot of money. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's a tough situation. Let, let me, let me say this real quick. You know, I, I think the problem that, you know, we have as Notre Dame guys is Notre Dame is a different place. It's a different place to coach, a different place to attend. And, and you sort of started looking at these guys as, you know, they're, they're Notre Dame men, but they're not, they're head coaches and they're always looking for a bigger, better uh, opportunity. And I think we just got sucked in because, you know, he's been there 12 years and things were going so well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really – I think that's what's making it uh, so much harder for people. The, the reason I'm so uh, stunned and shocked, Jay, Max, and Tim, is because he essentially has used Notre Dame as a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. People don't leave Notre Dame in USC's to go other places. They leave other places to go to Notre Dame's nice. in USC. So it's that, mm-hmm. that's why I'm like – like, what the hell is he thinking? You know what I was going to say, Tim? You know, for all of us athletes, when you get recruited to a school, like Key being recruited to USC, you being recruited to Notre Dame, me being recruited to Duke to play basketball, you sit down with these coaches, and they not only get you to buy into, hey, this is what my program is about, but they also get you to buy into, I'm going to help mold you as a young man. Like, what yeah. are, what, what are yeah. your thoughts on if these young men, if chaos does occur in a lot of these championship games, maybe not – may not be afforded the opportunity to participate in the CFP because Brian Kelly is no longer there. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, that's a tough, tough deal, right? You know, uh, we, I know a couple of people who are on the committee and, you know, um, certainly they're saying that, you know, him being, him not being there, it's not going to be a decision. You know, if, if Notre Dame gets in that position, if, if a couple of teams lose it, lose this week or whatever, and, and uh, they get in that position, that won't be the reason why they don't put them in. You know, of course, that's what they're saying, but uh, we'll see if, if, if that, if that happens. But, you know, the, the one thing that uh, we, we feel as Notre Dame people feel good about, most people <clears throat> don't choose the University of Notre Dame because of, uh, of coaches. I did not choose because of, I choose Notre Dame because of Jerry Faust, you know, back in the day. You know, I chose the school because I thought the school could help me once I was done playing, you know. Uh, my mom and dad told me when I left the, left the house, hey, boy, no future in football for you. You go get that education to come on back home. And uh, so that was my mindset when I went there. And for the most part, even though things are totally different now, you know, getting that Notre Dame education is what's most important. So we, we feel from that. You know, a lot of these recruits will stick around, but at the same time, you, you're probably going to lose one or two of them if you don't put the right guy uh, in, in, in place at this particular point. And when you talk about putting the right guy in place, talking to Tim Brown, former Notre Dame wide receiver and Heisman Trophy winner, of course, not to mention NFL receiver. Um, when you not talk to about, mention Hall of Famer. Not to mention Hall of Famer. We go on and on. Um, when you talk about putting the right guy in place, if the going rate is 10 years, 100 million, for the top coaches, doesn't that mean that they got to be looking at Freeman or someone internally or some kind of, uh, I don't know what you would call it, You like like in chess they would call it an asymmetrical strategy, something that doesn't just take 
take the other programs head on if they don't feel because obviously they weren't going to spend that on Brian Kelly. No. They- I think we yeah, just lost him. Oh, we lost him. Hmm. No, I, look, he didn't give them an opportunity to match, so we don't know what they were going to spend. He must have felt that they were not going to match. He had about, from what I understand, he had two to three years left on his deal, and that was going to probably max it out at 60 years old. They didn't want to go out as far as Notre Dame goes. I mean, as far as LSU goes. You think they'd do it for a younger coach? You would do it for a younger coach. Or maybe they just No, didn't. because think about it. In the SEC, what's it, Nick Saban? Nick Saban's 60-something. Saban's mm-hmm. in his own Yeah, but I'm saying market, he's but... still – I'm talking about the conference. 60-something. Jimbo Fisher's up there. Yeah. I mean, they're not like young dudes. But Notre are... Dame may just look at this a little differently. Well, because it's $100 million 10 years. But if you're 40 and you, you're Charlie Weiss that got a 10-year deal – they did it for him, and you know, I think yeah. I think the age had a lot to do with it. I probably. think you're probably right about that. I think also Charlie Weiss got. I paid. think also sometimes they don't believe the market is what it is until someone goes out and proves it to them. So you could say, "Hey, this is what guys are getting paid," but actually, no. Now we know because we've seen two deals now go down. It's ten years, hundred million. Tim, you there? I am. I am. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what happened. All good. Not at all. So, so you the, get so, you a new phone. Tim, no, man. the question was, what does Notre Dame do if they're not willing? <laughs> Do you think they are willing to play in that market to get a top coach 10 years, $100 million, or are they going to have to look for another way to do it? Yeah, no way. No way Notre Dame is, uh, you know, I, I think I was saying to myself, I guess, <laughs> that, uh, you know, Jack did an incredible job of laying out that uh, this is, um, you know, the the team is well built for the last 14 years. It's it's in the best condition it's ever been in. And, um, you know, I, I, I believe basically what he was saying is, hey, look, you don't have to – we're not paying a whole bunch of money to come to come coach here because, you know, this is not a rebuild or anything of that of that nature. So, um, you know, that's not, that's not who Notre Dame is, man. They're not going to pay, you know, top, top dollar for, for the head coaching job there. And even though they want the team to go out and, and play for national championships, right, but this is one – this is just one of the, the little twerks about Notre Dame that um, if you want to coach there, uh, then, uh, you know, you're not going to get paid, you know, top, top dollar. How do you feel about that, though, Tim, being Tim Brown? I mean, like being the one of the four or five faces of Notre Dame football for me, how do you feel that they don't want to step up like USC did, like LSU did, Alabama, some of the other programs that realize, you know what, for us to win national championships, we got to spend the money to get the top-tier coaches to back him and his assistants? Yeah, I mean, Key, you know, I, I think, man, when you look at, I think Kelly was making six, seven million dollars. You know, I mean, it wasn't like he was making two million dollars to coach at coach at the university. So, I mean, if you had seven and a half, eight million dollars a year, um, then I mean, I don't know if that's something you can shake a stick at. You know, what I mean, I don't know if that's something you can say, oh man, they they're being cheap. You know, I mean, I think that's pretty good pay. Uh, for a head coaching job in in, uh, in college football these days, so um, you know, look, uh, it, it it's a privilege to go to the University of Notre Dame, and it's, it should be a privilege to coach at the University of Notre Dame, whether you coach there for two years or you coach there for twelve years. You know, what I mean, I mean, Brian Kelly walks away as an all time leading uh, winningest coach at, at the University of Notre Dame, so obviously he did some things right there, you know, but. Um, uh, it's just the way it's always been, brother. And uh, I, I guarantee you that, you know, Brian Kelly is not going to change. And I doubt if if whoever is coming up next is going to change what Notre Dame has been about and, and what they what they stand for, you know. 
Tim, let me ask you, if considering the money is going in this direction for coaches, would, would you rather be a coach in the NFL or college football? Oh, man. Uh, you know, the college football is uh, it's a tough, tough deal, man. You know, um, you know, uh, I, I remember having a conversation with a coach one time and he said, man, can you imagine me going? And he was an NFL coach. Can you imagine me going to a, a college, uh, going to somebody's home and asking them to come play for me and them saying no? <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, so that's the difference between being in college and being in the NFL. You could draft somebody in the NFL and they don't have no choice but to come play for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, that college thing, man, it, it's very, very tough. I got a couple of buddies who's, who's done, who've done college and now they're in the NFL. It's, it's a big, big difference for them for sure. And, uh, yeah, I can't imagine being a college coach these days, man. It, it's a pretty tough deal. Tim, who should, well, before we let you go, who should, Notre Dame pursue you got Marcus Freeman on the staff there a lot of people feel like he deserves an opportunity to make a run at it but outside of Marcus who you think they should make a run at uh you know you know it's hard to talk outside of Marcus right now Key because I mean he has come in and done such an incredible job with the recruiting man and and we're getting you know high four uh, four star kids and and even some five star kids to take a look at ND and it's it's all been because of him, you know what I mean? So I, I think um, you know, unless Notre Dame has something, you know, I'm not saying he's the only guy out there for sure, but, you know, I know there's some talk about Fickle, there's some talk about the coach at Iowa State, um, you know, uh, in my circle, not, you know, I'm not I'm not a, on any board or anything of that nature, so I'm not a part of any uh, official conversations that they're having. But, um, you know, so we'll see what happens, man. But if I know Notre Dame, they're going to probably do something totally different than whatever <laughs> – what everybody else thinks, you know, who knew about Brian Kelly 13 years ago, right? And uh, even though he was a good coach at Cincinnati, it was Cincinnati, and nobody saw him becoming the head coach at the University of Notre Dame. So, so I'm sure they're going to put something in place, man, and, uh, and we'll, we'll roll with it and, and try to support the next coaches as best we can. Mm-hmm. That's the great Tim Brown, ladies and gentlemen, on the Goodyear Hotline. Thank you, Tim. All right, Timmy. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Ed Orgeron, former LSU head coach. LSU Scott Wilbur is very good for me in my settlement, and I feel comfortable what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I mean, you buying triple cheeseburgers. Of course, of course, the settlement was pretty decent, <laughs> I would <man>. say. <laughs> hey, I'm not living in Calabasas like you, okay? <laughs> A lot of cheeseburgers <laughs> with coach college coaching money these days. Man. Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. I bet you he coaches again. Might, maybe not as a head coach. For sure. But as a D-line coach, D.C., somebody, you know, yeah, maybe win, even the pros. The winning coach and giving the money in the game now. But it's in his blood, though. Yeah. yeah That's you, you what they do, man. Talks. That's you, just what they you, do. You can hear him like, literally just like refreshing. Coaches coach till they fall apart or yeah. can't coach anymore. Because yeah. nobody will let them. So, yeah, look, it's not so much that he takes the deal, right? Because that's a $95 million guarantee. People understand that. But it's the way it went down when Brian Kelly walked out the door. The way he went, he, he, it went down. This is the question. Rank the worst things about his departure. Not the departure stuff, about his departure. Taking the job while he's out recruiting for Notre Dame. That's well, a one lot of coaches do that. Okay. A lot of coaches do that, so that's part of the coaching culture. Texting the current players that he was taking the job at LSU, texting them after it had kind of come out on social media. That's not well, a good thing. Making college kids wake up at 7 a.m. for a meeting that lasted two minutes. That's the worst thing that's so far. <laughs> that's the worst so far. Making it harder. For Notre Dame to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't care about that. They the don't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway. Stop. What? I'm a Trojan. I know but you let's are. say, Jay, let me ask you, because at chaos, least he admits that he's if biased. If chaos happens to work out and they have a legitimate yes. chance and they're held back due to the fact that Brian Kelly is not there. Because the committee, Gary Barta said, hey, not for this week. But part of the portal. Part, yes. Yeah, part of it is... Do we think you've lost anybody that could have an effect on you know the competitiveness? So it's not out of whack for Alabama to lose to Georgia. It's not right. out of whack for Michigan to lose to Iowa. It's not out of whack for Ohio- Oklahoma State to lose to Baylor. Like there are scenarios where you're sitting, you're like, all right, yeah, they can leapfrog into it. But the worst one to me is a 7 a.m. meeting lasting two minutes. Like you ain't even our coach no more, man. What you waking us? I would first of all, I probably I wouldn't even, even gone. gone. Exactly. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, I probably because you already know gone. what it is. Yeah. Need to see you. You got me coming here to this university for you, and then you gonna bolt out, which I get financially. But I did go, and everybody always talking about why well, I went to the university for money. I mean, I went to you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> I went to the university and slip. I, I went to the university. That is for, an incredible Freudian slip. Yes, <laughs> the academic. We yes. got him on record. We got him. Mark that down. Then we went to the university for the money. Should have never gave them the money. <laughs> <laughs> Top four <laughs> reasons to go to play college football. Let's rank them. Oh, that was a line of the day. Use no. that in the promo opening tomorrow, please. No, but that's that, – in all honesty, though, you say you go in there because of the academics. Yeah. You really go in there for the coach. Because if the coach yes. wasn't there, you wouldn't even be paying attention to the academics like that. Well, there are a certain level of players that are like, all right, like, I get it. Going to – like, for me, I was like, all right. I love, Duke is an incredible academic university. Man, you went there to play I, for the Coach basketball K. for Coach K. Well, I was tell you, Don't be, give me before, that. Before it was Coach K, I, I wanted to go to Georgetown because I wanted to play but for John Thompson. But that was also Thompson. a good academic school. And it just happened to work out that way. But it was John Thompson, right? 
So yes, like there's a major portion of a lot of individuals that go there for the coach. I think taking and the job money. while out recruiting, as Key said, he's recruiting for Notre Dame. But I imagine, I don't know if this, I imagine if I'm Brian Kelly, I'm recruiting, but the uh, emphasis of my pitch is going to be on me as a coach now. You know, so like I'm going to dot the I's and cross the T's in terms of I'm not violating any rules. And I am recruiting, but I'm going to have less of an emphasis on Notre Dame more than an emphasis on me. It's too late because the recruiting process didn't start on Saturday. The recruiting process started a year ago. Oh, yeah. I'm just so saying what I'm actually saying in the living room. It's, it's hard for me. See, you're such a BSer, Max, yeah. that you think you can walk into a room mm. and tell me all of a sudden it's about you. When you've been telling me the last two years it's about Notre Dame and it's about the alums and it's I about I wouldn't come support. out and say it. I, just, the, but, I would but just you can't. focus on certain things. Yeah, but it's too late now because you've already indoctrinated inside of this little pea brain yeah. that Notre Dame and USC is the best places mm-hmm. to ever go. I remember when I went through the recruiting process, it happened. Cal was recruiting me, and Bruce Snyder and the whole gang was recruiting me. They switched and went to Arizona State. Now I never was going to go to ASU, but then they – like that, start talking about how great ASU was and the place and the weather and the, and the fun. I was like, well, wait a minute, on, man. man. Last <laughs> night you just was telling me how good Cal was. Y'all just beat Clemson in the Peach Bowl. But that is a, a kind of typical thing. You also have to understand a lot of parents are hip to the game now. Yeah. You're getting recruited from a lot of different people. People Uncle got Johnny your handlers. Johnny know what's up. You got, yeah, your, you yeah. got your agents. You got their runners. You got, you got a lot of people involved now. They're all trying to hustle. So it ain't like you talking to parents who are stupid. So, 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 so the taking the job while recruiting for Notre Dame, that's kind of standard issue. So you're putting that toward the bottom of the four things. Yeah, well, I am because it's just standard, right? Texting the current players. See, to me, to me, I think I would say the worst thing he did, it depends how it, how it comes down. But if Notre Dame has a shot at the, at the top four and they don't get in because they factor in the coach leaving – that would be the worst thing. Costing your team, costing yes. the program a trip to the playoffs yes. would be the worst thing. Of course, Absolutely. he got them to two. He got them there twice, so that you know it, it, that's pretty that, good. That stings but a little bit. It that would be the worst. Bit, but to I don't me. care because I don't like Notre Dame anyway. They could fall flat on their faces. Well, we talking getting about? up at seven a.m. I think would be second because you're getting a whole bunch of kids who, who could so be sleep up at I'm seven. I'm trying to get up at seven a.m. I think texting, but just that's texting's bad well, too, man. Three, well, I mean, God, like you can't. We can individually call every single individual. You you wait until well, I guess a group text, right? But you wait until. It comes out on social media, and then you text everybody. That's not so. See, good. I, I know somebody that knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody mm. that gave me the the heads up when it was all going down. Mm-hmm. So as I was texting on our group text, I was giving us the information. It was it was in real time that the coach was actually in the living room mm. talking mm-hmm. about Notre Dame while the deal was happening <laughs> with LSU. Wait, Key, um, we got ten seconds. How much did you get? For what? How much money did you get? Oh, no, man, that was a slip about something that was going Keyshawn, on. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and how much you got, Jay? Keyshawn, well, that's, that's really real question. Tomorrow with Frank NBA. Greenies next. I didn't get, get anything. Indicted. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.